and Hello and welcome to the Husker Cuscast Sports Show. I'm your host Patrick and with me are my cohort co-host cousins of Carnage and Carnality, Justin, Derek and Tyler. We are recording this podcast on December 14, 2016. The first bowl game is not too far away, so because we're all about plugs here on the Cuzcast, hair and otherwise, uh, how about we hear from uh, Cousin Justin to remind you constant listeners of our Bowl Pick'em Contest. Oh, Justin. <laughs> hey, Patrick, how's it going? Hey, it's going good. hey Husker Cuzcast listeners, uh, we have a Bull Pick'em on Yahoo, so uh, log into Yahoo for the College Bull Pick'em and enter the member ID of 2224. Password Husker Cuzcast, all lowercase, all one word. And you can try your luck against the Cuzzes on this year's uh, Bull Pick'em. Uh, the winner of this will receive a Husker Cuzcast koozie. Everybody wants one of those, right? So uh, go in there, Yahoo, Bull, College Bull Pick'em, 2224, Husker Cuzcast. Let's get it. Hey, just, right. a little, just a little shout out on that. Hey, fourth and too much. See if he can beat us. I don't think he can. Ooh. Oh, a gauntlet has been thrown. A fairly heavy one. Yes. Uh, see if you can beat us fourth and too much. That would be a worthy contest. Yeah, uh, like and that. since we are on the bowl topic, let's stick with it. Um, Derek, we'll start with you because I'm determined to make your heart uh, go three sizes too big. Uh, what bowls really stick out for you? And uh, are there any intriguing matchups that, you, that, that you're looking forward to? Well, you know, I, I was a little disappointed in the bowl picks this year. I, there's too many home games with Tennessee and, you know, Florida and USC getting a home game. There's too many home games this year for me. But if you want to talk about intriguing matchups, I, I kind of I'm really intrigued by this Wisconsin uh, Western Michigan game. I, I think that's <laughs> probably I, I think that's probably the biggest mismatch. But I'm excited to see if Western Michigan can do anything against Wisconsin. You're all about uh, that, Coach. Do you really think that's going to be an upset? No, 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 no. I don't. I, I, that's why I say I think it's probably the biggest mis- mismatch. But, I, I, honestly, I, I, I've become this Big Ten homer. I'm in <laughs> Western Michigan. It's kind of easy since we're in the conference. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, but, but I'm kind of rooting for I'm kind of rooting for Western Michigan because I do like that coach. But everybody knows that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of exciting matchups. I, I think uh, I, I think it, it could be a fun bowl season. It's just I, I was disappointed with all of the home games that are happening this year. Huh. Justin, do you have anything to add to that? Well, when I was making my uh, bowl picks on the college pick I thought I watched a lot of college football until I started making the picks, and then I realized, wow, there's so many teams out there that I've ever, never even watched. I had no idea what oh. they were doing this year. I mean, the bowl games are getting out of control. I don't know how many there are. It was 40, right? 40. Yes, 40. Oh, my goodness. There's a lot of bad bull games. I mean, there's there's games out there that I would, wouldn't even think about turning tuning into on a Thursday night. And I love Thursday night college football, but... Uh, <laughs> but Everyone's got their well, limits. <laughs> you, you, know, you know, let's face it. I mean, outside of the... Probably... I, I'll, I'll, I'll even give you the, 
New York, the New Year's Six Bowls. Outside of that, they're all consolation bowls anyway. Well, sure. They're Tyler. fun. They're fun, but let's do it. Let's do this. But Tyler, entice us with some with some uh, bowls that you're in, in, intrigued by here. You know, you know, to Derek's point out there about there being too many bowl home games. I mean, that's the history of college football. We dealt with that for years in the '80s and the '90s, but. You know, I, I'm going to be a little bit more of the optimist of the bunch. There's a lot of good games. And the, the one that's probably number one out of the Constellation Bowls, as Justin calls it, is Penn State versus USC. Um, you know, that, that could be the fifth and sixth best team in the country playing. Um, I mean, this is borderline a playoff game for all those who that want six or eight teams. These two, two could have been the two teams in there. And, I, I mean, they're... Very few hotter teams in the country than those two teams. I, I'm really excited to watch that game. Well, it certainly sounds like it's going to be an interesting uh, bowl season. But to be honest, the only time I'm really going to be invested in it is when I'm checking the bowl pick them to see if I was right. Um, Don't worry, Patrick. You won't be. You okay. def- you're, you're, you're finishing last. Yeah. All right. That's, that's that's Patrick, Patrick, you'll beat Tyler. Don't worry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, that won't be too hard. Hey, as uh, Derek, as I need revenge for you winning the regular season, uh, the regular season win. I'm getting revenge this bowl season. Christmas is about off. revenge. It's about oh. resentment. Really? Not, not in this family. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, you had something to add? Yeah, or, as far as biggest mismatches go, uh, you know, Derek, you're talking about the Western Michigan Wisconsin game. I am, I'm really intrigued about that game. I'm actually excited for that one. I just want to see if uh, Western Michigan can hang with a real Big Ten team instead of you know. I think they can. Well, I, I do too. That'll actually. Work. But as far as biggest mismatches, I got to stick with my guns here, and I mentioned it last week. I think that Alabama Washington game is the biggest mismatch on the entire uh, schedule of all the bowl games. Well, there I, were some. There were some uh, that were mentioning on the radio that Washington had a chance. Um, that's kind of the big question. I, we'll talk more about that when it comes. To, I think Washington yes. can pull the upset with Alabama has not faced a passing offense near. What Washington's going to present? It, yeah. it, I think Washington pulled the upset. Yeah, well, well yeah. Go I, ahead. I, I, don't know, I don't know if they could pull the upset, but I, but I do think that will be probably a closer game than people are anticipating. But I, I, I don't know how you go against Alabama in that game. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to go against Alabama. But gosh darn it! I mean, at this point. It's become a national pastime to go against Alabama. So someone's oh, got to come through. Oh, tr- oh, trust me. And Kurt will love this, but I, I will be rooting for the Huskies through and through. But it doesn't mean I think they can beat them. Yeah, but, you know, uh, surprising things have happened. Miracles have happened. That, it, that's also part of Christmas. There, there's another game out there that's not, you know, it's not a Power 5 game, but there's a BYU in Wyoming. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm Craig Bull, that'll be interesting to see how he does. Yeah, yeah. and what's crazy about that game is uh, Vegas has BYU nine-point favorites. I, I think that's a closer that's game than I've I almost like Wyoming in that one, but that, that game I really – that intrigues I think me. it's going to be a closer game than people. I, I, do, I, I, don't, I don't know if – yeah, I agree. I, I don't know if I think that, that Wyoming is going to win it, but I do think that's going to be a close game. I, I think – I think old Craig Bolt give them a run for their money. Yeah, that'll be that'll well, be. If good. you're gonna, 
if you're going to throw out non-Power 5 games, the game that I'm most excited for is SDSU versus Houston. Like, yeah. Houston going in this year, everyone thought it was going to be a powerhouse, but they just lost their coach. They're down. Yeah. I, SDSU, their running back could become the all-time college football leading rusher. Yeah. I, I think I like SDSU for an upset in that game. Yeah, there are a lot of intriguing stories, and we'll we'll definitely dive into those uh, next week because there's a lot to dive into. Uh, hey, but we need to, yeah, go ahead. Can I can I ask a quick question? Just sure. Just pure, no speculation. Just quick sure. Answer. As long as it doesn't involve uh, toilet training and my psychoanalyst. But go ahead. <laughs> Does Bo Pelini have a chance to make the uh, finals in the FCS? Oh, that's no. a good question. He's going to lose on the road. He's well, going to get destroyed. All right. Well, do you guys think it's going to be his fault? That's going to be the most more intriguing question. You think it's never. Gonna, his I think fault. he needs to worry about. Answer. I think I'm he needs this. to worry about. Ki- I think he needs to quit worrying about kicking reporters out of their practice because they report on a player getting arrested and focus more on coaching. He's still a head case. That guy. He'll always be a head case. That's part of his charm. Uh, all right. So I think we need to move on to the big Husker news of the recruiting <laughs> cycle. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Justin. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing because I know Derek wants to say something because he's such a bow leaver, and we got some listeners no, out there no, no, no. that are bow leavers. Oh, we never. It was just a. It was just a curious question. Saw his face. No, he's a bow leaver. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I, I'm I'm kind of proud of the guy. I mean, he's in the semifinals. I I think it's cool for him. It's quite I, an accomplishment, but you know he's going to self destruct. It's part it's of. It's very nature. possible. It's very possible. I'm not. I'm not going to deny that. He's a, he's a tragic figure at this point. I mean, they could sing songs and po- and write poems about him because it's so like tragic. All right. Anyway, we got to move on here. Um, so we lost a, a, a commit this week, uh, Robert Porsche, who was a highly anticipated uh, defensive end for Nebraska. Um, someone that gave like Nebraska fans, you know, dreams of uh, Grant Wistrom, Broderick Thomas, and. Uh, and Trev Alberts dancing in their heads. But alas, that is gone now. So with that loss, where does that put the 2017 class as far as do we have all the pieces in place or do we need to uh, kind of like scramble and look for a replacement? Uh, Tyler, you had a really, really uh, impressive uh, write-up of uh, the recruiting um, for Nebraska. Why don't you kind of go into that a little bit more detail? Yeah, I mean, I guess just to look at that, what you're talking about, Patrick, if you go to the Facebook page, I posted a spreadsheet that I created um, in my spare time. Um, I, you know, like a lot of you guys, I don't know anything that's going on recruiting. So I was just reading a lot of the Twitter handles and a lot of the predictions and trying to put it in one spot so I knew who was ranked high and get an idea of, you know, some of the players that were in the hunt for it. But um, so check it out on the Facebook page if you want to get an idea of some of the players we're in the loop for, and it's it trying to make it really nice and neat for everyone. But the, but to answer your question, Patrick, I, I'm nervous about this class. Um, Mike Riley, you know, he's gotten a lot of credit for being a great recruiter, and you know, I've loved that he's gotten five stars to campus for the first time. You know, since Bill Callahan left, and he's got us in the running for some of the best players in the nation, but. You know, at the end of the day, there's no prize for getting second place with these kids. It, it's going to do nothing for us if we're their backup choice or their second choice. 
Mm-hmm. We need to land some of them. And if you look at our defensive line in particular, with Porsche decommitting, we have a huge hole there. And last year, we signed no true defensive linemen to our recruiting class. We, we definitely need to pick up one or two more kids in this cycle, or else we're going to be in trouble there in the upcoming years. Do you think we have any uh, – where are the spots that are we're particularly thin at, Justin? Do you um, have any insight in that? Well, as far as the defensive end – uh, goes, you know, in 2015, we had Alex Davis and Deshaun Neal. And, uh, you know, everyone thinks, well, you know, Porsche, he decommitted, and the other guy, uh, uh, Guy Thomas, right? He's a yep. threat to, you know, jump ship to wherever. You know, I, I checked out the roster tonight real quick, and uh, Nebraska actually has 10 defensive ends uh, on the roster. And only one of those is a senior, and that's Desiris. So there are defensive ends that we have. So it's not like we don't have any defensive ends. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys aren't named guys. I I hadn't heard of, you know, half of them. They're walk-ons, aren't they, most yeah. of them? Yeah, it appears so. But, but there's defensive ends there. Uh, I don't know anything that we're weak on. Uh, Derek and I had a conversation tonight about the tight end slot. And, yeah, that... That kind of does concern me maybe a little bit because we're losing a lot of tight ends. Uh, we got Matt Snyder, uh, but he's young. He's been injured a lot. Yeah, he, he was injured. Right. Down. And so he's uh, kind of fragile, you think? Or do you think that uh, he might, you know, eventually get physically acclimated and, you know, not get injured anymore? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. But I think the rest of the positions that. I think we're okay looking. We're young at offensive line. We definitely need offensive line talent, but I think we have talent there. They're just young. We just need to develop the guys. But Derek, um, Grinch me. What do you think? <clears throat> well, you know, you, I, Justin said something about we had this discussion about the tight ends. And look, we're losing all three tight ends that we've seen this year. We're losing Stephen Carter, Sam Cotton, and Trey Foster. These are the only three guys that we've seen. Now, you can talk about the up-and-coming guys, but we don't know if they're going to be any good. I mean, we, we have no clue. Until, until we see them, we're not, we don't know. Do you think the incoming uh, talent we're going to get with, like, Keyshawn Johnson Jr., you know, huh, hopefully, uh, will compensate for that and some of the receiving core we have coming back next year? Well, with, with, with what – this coaching staff loves to throw so much emphasis on the tight ends. I think there's yeah. got to be somebody in the tight ends that's got to step up. I, I think we have a good receiving core. I mean, I, to me, our weak, our weak spot right now is offensive line. And we, we, we've got, what, I think three guys that are committed right now? Yep. None of, none of them are really high commits. I mean... Bronk Bando, or I mean, he, he he seems to be a fairly high commit, but I, I, outside of him, I we gotta get some offensive line guys in. Well, well, the good thing about offensive line is that we're really, Brocking really killed us last year. Or go ahead, Tyler. Well, I was gonna say the good thing about our offensive line is is you know we're we're in the running for three of the top 12 offensive linemen in the country, depending on the source. But, and, and really, 
you know, for for uh, a couple of them, we're, we might be in the top two, and we only need one more commit in this class. And if you look at what we brought in last year at offensive line, I mean, our, with Bo Wilson, uh, kid from South Dakota, blanking on his name, Frenaric, um, I mean, we, we brought in some good offensive linemen last year. I, I like where offensive line is trending going forward. Here's, a, here's an interesting thought. Um, as far as, you know, the trench guys, how come we're not uh, going into our own backyard for this? I mean, that I think we're kind of missing out on on the diamonds in the rough that are available in state. And we got a lot of in in besides the trench guys, we also have some pretty good skill players. I would say. I mean, look at the look, look at the uh, locations we got: Omaha Burke, Omaha Gross, uh, Central Creighton Prep, Lincoln Southeast. I mean, surely those guys have some talent that we can use. Not to mention, it'll keep it'll keep it'll keep them on our side because I think a lot of the main reason why Nebraska is not performing very well against Iowa, for instance, is because they're filled with a lot of Husker, you know, a lot of Husker fans that got slighted and now can't okay. wait to take it well, out on Nebraska. It, 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 everyone's going to bring up Drew Ott. I mean, the guy, Drew Ott is the guy that everyone brings up. How did Nebraska miss on this kid? Okay, you're going to miss on some kids. Noah Fant, yes, he played for Iowa this year. We recruited him. He wanted to go to Iowa. Yeah. Like I'm tired of people talking about that we don't recruit our own backyard. We only put out two to three defensive Division One talents a year. I mean, it, I would love to get them all, but we're not putting out 10 to 12 def- off of Division One talents in Nebraska. But, but I think what I think what Patrick's trying to say is, you know, we're going after this Foster Serrell, who we probably have no shot at, because like like Tyler said, I mean, it means nothing to get second place to these guys, and and then you got Figalia. I mean, both these guys are probably going to end up at Washington, and Figalia you know, looking like Michigan more than Wisconsin, Washington. Well, but, yeah. Okay. Either way, we're going to end up in second place, and both these guys. If it, even if worse, whatever, it doesn't matter at that point. But the point is, we have to we have to start getting some recruits in. That's fine, uh, but you know, we want, on, especially on the line, we want good and, and, recruits. We want well, who's recruits. to say they're not good? I mean, no, what's no, no, your well, definition I, of good? Well, what I, what I guess what I'm saying is, just because you don't think you have a shot, does not. I don't think you should not offer somebody or go after a good guy. That's well, what Bo Pelini did. Bo Pelini was like, oh, we don't have a shot at him, so I'm not even going to extend an offer. Well, just, okay, you're that's, 100% that's right. Fine, that's, that's, fine Bo- dandy. that's fine and dandy, but if you don't get him, how much time did you waste on him? No, Look you at the talent try. that's come out of those schools, though. You have Amon Green came out of an Omaha 97. school. 97. Very. Okay. But surely the metro area hasn't depleted their talent i mean surely there's still they're still churning out some talent there don't you think i mean millard north millard here's south my, here's millard my west. Take. here here's my take on the recruiting and justin i agree with you what killed me about Pliny is we were never in the conversation for these top tier guys right he's got us in that conversation that is something to be excited for yeah. but what i'm really putting faith on the staff not knowing if they are or not i hope they have some insight of how they're trending because right now, you just picking on offensive line, you know we're we're in the top four for three of the top offensive tackles. We only need one of them. You know we're debatably in the top two of 
with Foster Sorrell. Um, you know, if, if they got to believe they, they got one of them in the back, because if they don't, if they strike out completely, then it's going to become the question of how did you let that happen? What was your backup plan? And, you know, Derek, to that point is I, if the coaches miss, I don't care. But if we end up this year with 18 recruits because we didn't have three stars lined up and now we're having to take two stars, that's going to be a problem. True. And, and, let, and let me add this. And, and this is just me. I mean, I, I know everybody else out in Husker Nation is probably completely off board on what I'm saying here. But if these guys are such great recruiters, why have we not had one commit in September? Hmm. That's a that's an interesting point. Um, well, I think I think I, I'll chime in there. I think the reason is because if you look at the guys they're recruiting, they're not announcing. I mean, if you look at Michigan's recruiting class, because Michigan's doing pretty well out there. I mean, this week, three of the top 100 players on ESPN.com are committing, and Michigan's hoping to land a lot of them. The people that we're in the running for True. at this point have 100 True, but- different offers. And they're True, committing but, starting now. True, but even even Tennessee just picked up the number one top three hundred of uh, ESPN's recruits. Well, well, Friday. Week. I'm I mean, or actually, I think it was last week. I'm sorry, but either way, I mean, well, Friday Thomas Graham is but us right now. Well, he, well, Friday Thomas Graham is committing, and it, it sounds like it's down to us, Oregon, and Notre Dame. Um, I don't well, know where I mean, you have. Don't we have a? It was just an wasn't there like a five star? We had a five star that was uh, coming to take a visit. That was officially yeah, committed. Yeah. Tyler Shelvin, he was he's committed to LSU. But this Friday, uh, Thomas Graham is committing. Uh, he's a you would be our best recruit since 2011. Yes. yes, but according and this is all according to 24/7 Sports, but. According to twenty four seven sports, he's got like a forty percent chance of going to Oregon, and like a thirteen percent chance of going to Nebraska. Oh, and that's fair, and I've heard that too. But here's what I don't understand about that: and and twenty four seven, they're right sometimes, they're wrong sometimes. If you look at their predictions, people, they're best are eighty percent. So, but what what I don't get about this is, if you're Thomas Graham, you know, you're one of the top players in the country. Are you committing to a school that just hired a defensive coordinator today? Like, Oregon just hired their defensive coordinator. If Oregon was really in the running, I can't imagine him deciding that without knowing who their defensive coordinator is going to be. Well, we'll see so, what happens when – Or you go, go with a defensive coordinator that has not proven anything in his 16 years of coaching. Oh, jeez. Here we go. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Okay, we'll, we'll save it for another time. We'll, but this is a good conversation, and we'll, we'll definitely table this one. Uh, but we got to wrap it up here on the Cuzcast. You can interrupt. You can interact with us on Facebook and Twitter, and don't forget to follow us on Podbean. Uh, we thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you next Wednesday for a breakdown of the Music City Bowl matchup uh, between Nebraska and Tennessee. Also, next week will be the last episode of 2016. Uh, contrary to popular opinion, we do have families that we need to be in contact with every once in a while. Uh, Good luck to the Husker volleyball team against Texas tomorrow in the Final Four. And this is not going to be an easy game. It's on a neutral court in Columbus, Ohio. And for Nebraska's arch nemesis, it's revenge for the beatdown sweep they got in Lincoln at the beginning of the season. So this is personal. 
So venture north, Husker Nation North. Beat the horns and go big red. Go big red.